What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to Forever Young Bible Studies. Today, I'm going to hit you guys with another quick thought. The seeker-friendly movement. In fact, to be more specific, seeker-friendly churches, they irk my soul. Not only do they irk my soul, they break my heart. And here's why. Scripture indicates that no one seeks after God. No unrepentant person wants anything to do with God. No unrepentant person wants to even know who God is remotely at all. Zero. So what makes us think that building seeker-friendly churches is going to bring depth and actual biblical ways of how the church is supposed to be to our church? There's only two... There's really two main ways the church is viewed as it's going to be viewed as a place for non-believers to come and to possibly hear about jesus or it's going to be a place where the saints gather and they worship christ together and have fellowship with one another but what's wrong some of you may be saying what's wrong with what's wrong with a seeker friendly church they have great coffee they have great worship and their lights are so cool and the haze and oh it's so spontaneous Oh, the spontaneous worship. You know, it's so spirit-filled. It's so hip. Here's what's wrong with the seeker-friendly church. Pretty much most modern evangelical churches fit this form, except for a select few. And that is this. That these churches are miles long. Thousands of congregations, thousands of congregates long but about an inch deep. Jesus' command to Peter was to feed his sheep. If you're going to a place that just is going to tell you how awesome you are, and you're just going to hear the same shallow message every week, it's not going to do anything for you, and it's not going to make you look any more Christ-like. And that's the foolish thing that this generation has fallen into, is this idea that church is supposed to be a place where you're comfortable and where it's all about bringing new people in. False. The church is about the saints coming together and worshiping Christ with one another and fellowshipping. I don't have a problem with new people coming in to church, but I'm not going to cater my church to be as unlike church as possible. We're supposed to be separate from the world. And oftentimes you're going to find... That seeker-friendly churches aren't worshiping God. They're worshiping how many people they can get into their church. They're worshiping the idea of the seeker coming in and maybe settling there for a while. This is the flaw. What's it about? Is it about people coming into our churches? Or is it about the saints coming together and worshiping God and giving him the glory that he deserves? The church is supposed to be set apart, not be a part of the world. Why would we cater to the world? Why would we cater to unbelievers? Why would we settle for messages that are milk when we need meat? You're never going to go into a seeker-friendly church and hear a message that changes your heart. You're never going to go into a seeker-friendly church if if you've been a Christian for more than five months. You're never going to go into a seeker-friendly church and hear someone 
um, perfectly give a message in an expository fashion all the way through, let's say, Romans 9 or any piece of scripture. It's all going to be topical and it's all going to be about you. It's going to be how can you benefit the best in this life? What can you do to, uh, to earn favor with God and for him to bless your business and all this stuff? Useless. The gospel is about Christ, and it's about Christ alone. And as soon as you realize that a church is steering away from that and it's moving towards self-help, best thing is, get the heck away. Listen to a message that preaches on the realness of sin. Guys like John MacArthur and Paul Washer and, I don't know if I say his name right, Voody or Vadi Bakum, who's a monster. And R.C. Sproul, my personal favorite. Look at how they look at what they did. They they went in an expository fashion through the scripture and they taught it for what it really was. And I can tell you that I've never been more blessed than when I've listened to any one of those godly men bring forth a message that wasn't about me. It's about Christ. So that's what's wrong with the seeker friendly movement. Number one, it's you based. You're gonna go there and hear how how awesome you are. Maybe you'll hear like you're a little bit broken. You'll never going to hear about you'll never hear about the realness of your sin. And you will never hear about the full grace of God. Because in order to realize that, you need to realize how sinful and broken you really are. Number 2, seeker-friendly churches go against scripture. No one seeks after God. No, not even one. And 3, seeker churches have no depth. You won't grow at a secret church. You're just going to be getting fed milk. When the reality is, is that we as believers should be finding new and exciting things in Scripture about our God every single day. We need that meat to fill us. We can't live off milk forever. What does it mean to feel brokenness over your sin? Hey guys, this is Daniel Young. This is the quick thought of the day. Brokenness over sin. So, what does it mean to be broken over your sin? Well, if you're like me, and you grew up in a modern, evangelical, seeker-friendly church, you might not have heard this phrase too frequently, if at all. And that is to feel broken over your sin brokenness over sin feel broken over your sin same thing yada 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 right same idea here which is is that when you sin you feel broken you feel remorse you feel conviction you feel just almost like an inner just torment about your sin for the fact that one even after being in Christ you still sin And two, you know what God desires, you know what's good, and you know what's wrong, yet you still find yourself continuously sinning against God, and it breaks your heart. Well, the reason I'm talking about this today is because most churches won't. Most modern evangelical seeker-friendly churches will not talk about brokenness over sin, because if you've listened to the previous um, quick thought podcasts 
The seeker-friendly movement is not about talking about the brokenness over your sin. Instead, they're satisfied with preaching a watered-down gospel that has no conviction or nothing uncomfortable that you can hear in order so that they will bring more people in to their church because numbers matter more than actual change and repentance. I know it sounds a little harsh, but sadly it's the truth that we face these days. So, what does it mean to feel brokenness over your sin? Well, this man named Vodi Bakum preached this miraculous sermon I just recently heard about the brokenness of sin. And he was essentially saying how there's people that come to him. This is just one example that he used. There's people in his congregation that come to him and say, you know, Pastor Vody, um, you know, I've been a Christian for five years, blah, 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 blah. And I can't forget the sin that I did in my unrepentant state. I can't forget the sin that I committed six years ago. I can't forget it. It just lingers in my brain and it makes me feel you know sorrow it makes me it makes me hurt on the inside what do i do to forget this what can i do in order to ensure that i don't think or worry about these things anymore and his answer was is that those thoughts in and of themselves are a gift from god be like why would god ever gift gift me a gift that breaks my heart repeatedly because the reality is is that every time we remember sin past, present, and future and it breaks our hearts it glorifies God because when we realize how sinful and depraved and dead in sin we are then God is glorified all the more because Picture our sin as just a pitch black night. But the stars do shine brightest in the darkness. The darker it is outside, the better you can see the stars. And I know it's kind of a cliche saying. It's kind of a, you know, a self-builder thing, you know. Hey, guys, don't get discouraged. You see the stars in the darkest of days, you know, type of thing. But this is this is in reference to sin. See, if you only believe that you're a little bit broken, that you just sinned a little bit, I guess there's some areas in your life you don't have 100% together, then Jesus only paid for that. A little bit of sin. But if you believe that it wasn't, if it wasn't for the common grace of God, that you would be, if I dare say, that you, as Paul Washer said, would make Hitler look like a choir boy. We then begin to realize how deep and affectionate and careful and loving God's grace is towards us. And it shines all the brighter when we realize how deep, entrenched, and deadly sin is in our lives gives God the glory. The more sinful we are, the more glory God gets because he's rescued us from that. 
So take pride in your brokenness. (laughs) Because brokenness is what the Christian ought to feel over their sin. You should feel broken over your sin. The closer you are to God, the more broken you will feel over your sin. The closer you are to God, the more you know God, the more you know his word, that you know what he likes and doesn't like and what he stands for and doesn't stand for. And when you realize that you sinning against him in those various ways, even in the smallest way, is what put him on the cross, then you feel brokenness over your sin. Sin is not something that's meant to stay with you and not phase you at all. It's to make you broken. So God, please break me over my sin, as I believe David says in Psalm 51, which he penned right after his affair with Bathsheba. That God has broken him over his sin. And that is the most graceful, beautiful thing God can do to us with our sin because the reality is each one of us waking up in the morning have nothing but praise for God because he should have struck us dead in the middle of the night over our constant blasphemy and sin against him. Yet he doesn't. Brokenness over our sin is one of the most holy things that we can feel. But yet it's not talked about in churches. But don't worry, guys. I got your back. These are things we need to hear about. So I will gladly share them. Thank you for tuning in.